listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it is Monday the 12th of April 2021. This is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap. Later, what will it take for our share market to hit record levels? But first, to the economy. And the Commonwealth Bank has become the first of the major financial institutions to dramatically upgrade its economic forecasts, which, if true, could implicate interest rates. Unemployment right now is at 5.8%. It, however, has upgraded its forecast for unemployment from 5.5% at the end of 2021 to just 5% and from 4.8% at the end of 2022 to 4.7%. So for more on that, I spoke earlier with Stephen Halmarik, Commonwealth Bank Global Head of Research. Stephen, the Commonwealth Bank is pretty much one of the first major Aussie financial institutions to predict unemployment will be just 5% by the end of the year and 4.7% by the end of next year. Why? Well, that's really in line with our expectation that the economic recovery is going to continue through this year. We've upgraded our economic growth forecast to 4.7% for this year, our calendar 21 from previous forecast 44 So we are just seeing this ongoing strength in return uh, in the labour market, which you talked about. So the unemployment rate down at 5%. But also consumer spending, consumer confidence has been quite strong. Uh, The recovery in the housing market, uh, the export sector, particularly of of natural resources, has been very strong. And uh, state infrastructure spending also really supporting economic growth. So across a number of areas, the economic recovery is very good. And we think that will translate into a lower unemployment rate. So with an unemployment rate with a number four in front of it next year, right, if that's true, what's that likely to mean for policy response, both monetary and fiscally? Well, currently the Reserve Bank forecast for the unemployment rate at the end of 2021 is 6%. So our forecast of 5% is substantially below that. So we do think it uh, does have the potential to bring forward the time where the RBA may look to raise interest rates. But that's still only likely in 2023 rather than 2024. Uh, But the RBA is going to, we think, have to change their guidance on that. At the moment, they're saying 2024 at the earliest. We think as the accumulation of information comes through in the coming months, the RBA's uh, forward guidance on the cash rate will need to be adjusted to consider a, a slightly earlier increase in the interest rates. Now, in terms of the budget upcoming uh, in early May, we, we're assuming early May, uh, the government looks like it's going to move from a, a broad-based uh, support strategy to a more targeted support strategy. And that would be looking at areas, particularly things like art and recreation, uh, the travel sector, the, enter- the, uh, sorry, the education sector, where some more specifically targeted supports needed rather than the broad-based approach we've had since the start of COVID. Now, the jobless rate, though, is likely to rise before it falls, right, especially after we get these numbers from uh, the end of JobKeeper, right? Yeah, so we get, we get the March unemployment rate uh, later this week on Thursday, and we think the unemployment rate will actually have fallen further in March, down to 5.6% from 5.8% in February. Uh, but then once we get the April and uh, May numbers, we may well see a, a short-term pickup in the unemployment rate, as you say, in terms of the end of JobKeeper. So some people may move from JobKeeper to JobSeeker and, and will then be counted as unemployed. But we think that that increase in unemployment around the end of JobKeeper will only be quite temporary. And as we said, by the end of this year, we see the unemployment rate down at 5%. 
And just finally, what does this all say about the way Australia has recovered from this um, pandemic-induced recession? But what are the risks to the forecast? Because when we talk about the share market, what analysts tell me is that one of the key risks is the rollout for the vaccine. So it does really support the view that the Australian economy has recovered you know, very well from the from the recession last year. It, it uh, has surprised just about every forecaster, in, including ourselves, but, but certainly the Reserve Bank and the Commonwealth Treasury. And that's a really good thing. You know, the, the support provided by governments at uh, both federal and state levels, by the banking system, by businesses you know, pivoting, uh, by consumers being willing to get back out there and spend when the, when the time comes and when they're allowed. So Australian economy really has recovered uh, very uh, strongly from the, the recession around COVID-19. So in, in our forecasts, uh, we weren't assuming an opening of the international borders until early 2022. So the delay in the rollout of the vaccine does pose some risk around that, but it's a relatively small risk, we think, and not enough to offset uh, the other uh, positives uh, that are supporting the economy. But uh, certainly we would like to see the vaccines uh, being rolled out across Australia, and that will help open the international borders in time, and that will be particularly supportive for things like tourism and the education sector. Stephen Howmarrick there, the Global Head of Research at the Commonwealth Bank. Uh, from the economy, let's go to the Australian share market and it started the week softer. The S&P ASX 200 at 6,974, that's a fall of 0.3%. The miners leading the declines, but the likes of Cochlea did well, up 2.4% and Telstra adding 1.8%. For more of the day's market moves, I spoke earlier with James Whelan from VFS Group. James, the market is down today. Why and which stocks or sectors are driving the weakness? Uh, it looks like it's across the board uh, with regards to weakness. Banks and resources just had a bit of a reversal. The market as a whole seems to have knocked on the door of 7,000 three days in a row now and, uh, and again has been rejected. You can see that that happens in, in markets, in indexes, in stocks. It, it often happens. It needs to knock on the door a few times before it pushes through. Just too much risk ahead uh, with regards to, to the US data that's coming out later in the week and Chinese data, overstretched markets, probably just a little bit of risk off the table today, just waiting to see what happens later in the week. So what will it take for the market to reach those new record highs that we last saw, I guess, in, uh, at the end of February last year? There's, uh, there's some phenomenal money that's pouring into markets uh, locally and abroad as well. We need some really good, positive data out of China. It's obviously coming off a pretty low base because of the base effect of, of it being COVID last year in 2020. But China pushing through, uh, which will be positive for iron ore, and also the US market uh, getting a really good push in the upwards direction should have that theory that uh, the rising tide lifts all ships and we should uh, see ourselves carry on in, the, in that momentum. Can you give me more detail as to what that data out of the out of China and the US is supposed to be, and how that will influence trade? Yeah, we've got Chinese uh, GDP data out. It's expected to be in the in the high teens, almost twenty percent year on year, and that's that's GDP and industrial production too. If those numbers are strong, even given the the, the low base that they're coming from, uh, that that should be uh, uh, that should be pretty good for for markets. But the US data is uh, the CPI data. That's uh, the consumer price index. And, and if that is showing that things aren't too inflationary, but just inflationary enough, it should be enough to, to continue this Goldilocks effect, which everyone has been talking about for the last couple of weeks and, uh, and help US markets continue that flow in an upwards direction. And so how do you invest in this environment then? 
Well, the U.S. market currently is stretched out pretty, pretty far uh, from where it could go. On average, the S&P 500 returns 1.7% in April. It's already up 4%, so well and truly stretched there. It's got to be about picking your exact sectors where you want to be, not the index itself. Gold is starting to turn around as well. The, the, the cruise liner that is the gold sector having a, a good look and might be getting a bid there for the next couple of weeks because you have to stay invested. But as I said, equity is just a little bit stretched and, uh, and you need to find somewhere else to go. In an inflationary environment, gold is the place to be. James Willen there from VFS Group. That is SBS on the money for this Monday, the 12th of April, 2021. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BusinessRicardo. This SBS on the money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.